Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Welcome back to PSG Talking. I'm your host, Tyrone Taylor. I'm joined by James Carter, John Alangi, Guillaume Dulaporte, Eddie Razo. As we recap PSG's 1-0 win over Real Madrid in the first leg of this round of 16 tie. The cardiac kids strike again, fellas. Once again, the cardiac kids strike again. Um, before we jump into the nitty gritty, as always, we'll go around. Want to check in on everybody, see how everyone's doing. Um, glad to have one of our, you know, one of our PSG contributors that I haven't connected with in a while, the French Connection. Guillaume, what's up, man? How's everything going on the West Coast? I wish I could do the the W sign. I can't. That'd be ridiculous. So I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> things are great, man. Uh, you know, the two of us in the Bay Area. I'm, I'm in Oakland, and it's a gorgeous day. There's a park right there. You may hear geese flying over, wild geese. Oh, man. <laughs> and, I mean, I'd be in, I don't know, I'd be in, like, in the middle of Ohio, in the middle of winter. I'd feel as warm and positive and blessed today. I'm feeling so good today. So, so, so glad. good. I'm glad so you're good because of what I've, what I've seen yesterday. Oh, I don't I'm in heaven. You. I'm in heaven. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to throw this out there. We'll table this for another time. But uh, Guillaume just found out that James lives on the West Coast. So I'm thinking we're going to ex- expand the, the PSG Talk Network. We're going to set up a camera and we're going to do UCL watch alongs with Guillaume and, and James and get, get live reactions. I feel like that would, that would be uh, something that can accumulate some views. I, I, would, I would definitely enjoy that for sure. James, what's up, man? How's your week going? How's your day going? Yes. <laughs> yes. I said I was going to come on this podcast. I'm going to start yelling in the first two minutes of this podcast. I was <laughs> just sitting down. I'm actually, I just raised my desk up. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand and pod this whole podcast. <laughs> I am excited. I'm standing up the whole podcast. I don't even need to sit down. It's time to stand up. PSG, it's time to stand up. Feeling great. That was an amazing win. Uh, we're going to get into it. But as always, happy to be here with you all. Uh, excited to get started. Spirits are up today. Spirits are up. The, the following is going to appreciate us. They, they always said that we're, we're, we're too down. We're too down on what we see. No, so we're here today. today we're here today. today. Let's you go. Gonna get the, you're going to get the energy. You're going to get the happiness. Eddie, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, guys. I mean, uh, I'm not in the Bay Area, but I'm in SoCal, so it makes three guys from from there the state go. of California. So you guys are outnumbered here. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I know not a lot of people watch football, but you know, I, I needed that PSG victory yesterday after what happened on Sunday. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy that I got some happiness over these over these last couple of days. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you got a you know you got a little. A little positive energy yesterday. I had written to uh, to the team to let them know what you were going through. So they said that they were going to deliver one for you. Keep the spirits, keep the spirits high. Mr. Olangi, talk to me. Man, look, we here, man. We here, ready to pod. 
Uh, you know, yesterday was a full moon, so that's supposed to mean like bad things are supposed to happen. But yeah, I don't know anything about that because yesterday went swell. So yeah, I <laughs> we're happy to be here, man. Uh, ready to get into it. Love it, love it. Well, listen, I guess there's only one place to start. Uh, Real Madrid comes to the park. You know, PSG dominated, but it took until the the 94th minute for you know. Killing Mbappe to arrive and um you know I'm gonna go around and we're gonna get everyone's just initial reaction to the result but what I will say real quick and just say my piece about Killian and about the team is there will be a lot of talk in the upcoming days about you know Killian and and where he ranks amongst you know current players but what I love about Killian is that no matter how much of a you know bad game he has good game he has I'm a person who appreciates players of moments and Kylian Mbappe is a moments player. You know, we saw it last year with Barcelona. You see it this year. Um, the relentless attacking. He is someone, and to be the best and to really, you know, sit yourself at that throne to be considered the best, you don't only have to show it, show it, uh, show up week in and week out, but you have to show up when your team needs it in the most critical moments in the biggest tournament. And once again, he showed us yesterday that he is the dude operates on another planet right now. You know, so um, I'm glad he wears the, the blue and red. So, Guillaume, initial reactions, man. What you would you think yesterday as you as you saw PSG, you know, just barely pull out that that one nil uh, winner at the death? The, the when you look at the sheer result. I don't think that's why we're so happy today. Uh, we could be happier. But as a PSG fan, what's a 2-0? What's a 3-0? What's a 4-0? We've been there before. We're happy today because we've never seen the team play like they played. I've never seen the team played like they played yesterday. Never. I've never seen all the players completely dedicated, 100% to their max. Well, maybe Di Maria wasn't. But okay, 10. Well... Okay, Donnarumma could have not been there. It would have been the same thing. So, okay, so we're down to eight. Eight players completely at their best, completely dedicated, following the coach instructions, which were brilliant. Outplaying what is still one of the best teams in Europe. They're, they're old, but we were terrified before the game of that midfield for a good reason. I mean, they're no joke. We had a midfield that was working for a combination of things. I've never seen Paredes as confident in a high-stake game as yesterday. Um, Danilo has been on, on cloud nine since he's been repositioned, uh, no longer as a sentinel. Verratti has not been injured... yet and has been playing his best football then then when you have a balance and, and a, when the heart of the team is like this and you have Mbappe up, up front even Messi on a bad day then this is what happens um, he will make the difference he feels the team is delivering he he, he, he 
he has liquid confidence in his vein. He knows. And on top of it, it's Real Madrid. What's the best way for him if he goes next year to Real Madrid to already mark his territory by showing them who's boss? And everything happened yesterday except it should have been 2-0, at least 2-0. It should have been 2-0. But, I mean, the the pleasure I had, I had, we wanted fullbacks. We have fullbacks. We have two of the best fullbacks in the game. And we can see what it brings to the team, the balance, how it helps the midfield. Danilo dropping when Hakimi can go up and the team was balanced all the time. The terrifying transitions of Madrid were nowhere. We had a fantastic game. And our brightest star delivered and scored at the, it's the sixth time, I think, seventh time we are uh, winning a, a, a game after the 85th minute. And that's now, so they were like, I forgot, but like Lorient, uh, Metz, uh, Rennes. Now you can add Real Madrid to the list. of th- This is wonderful. So it's bliss. Are we going to qualify? I don't know. Just that performance, the way we played, everything except Di Maria and Messi. Penalty. The rest was great. It should have been to know. It would have been a fair result. We had one of the best games for me, as an older PSG fan, that's what I like, the mastery, the control of the game, the belief, the balance, um, knowing that everybody is at its peak, doing the right thing, that the coach is there too, his tactics are work. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was a great feeling. And to, to piggyback off one thing you said, you know, when we were talking about it before we started potting was just like the feeling uh, that you have right going into the second leg. I think one thing that I've noticed the difference of with this team, and I'll take the quote actually from Twitter. One of the the PSG beat writers had written this today. It says the PSG group was very happy last night, but there was no euphoria in the locker room, right? It says, and a, a player, unnamed player says, we gained experience in the past. We might have done more in terms of communicating, talking too much after the first leg. Um, we didn't do it this time. Everything remained quiet, private in the locker room. We know the job's not done, right? So the, the mentality is different, right? They understand this. And um, I agree that the performance was was dominant. It could have been more, right? But I think we've also seen that with PSG, that sometimes when the margins are larger, we kind of sink into that hole, right, where we get too comfortable. So keeping it close, um, you know, is something that, Listen, I, I would have loved 2-0, but they say 2-0 is one of the most dangerous score lines that can be out there, right? Because it's just, it's true. It, you can come out too flat. And I think if we go there, um, we need to come out with that same intensity, right? Maybe right. play a little bit different, right? Maybe sink back a little bit and play more in the counter, but but still be expansive and, and still be um, aggressive. But Eddie, give me your initial thoughts, man. How you uh, how you feeling? I, I know you needed that win last night. Man, it's good. I, I want to piggyback off of what Guillaume said, but man, it's good to have like world-class fullbacks. Like it's 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 night and day when you go from like the likes of no like Levin Kozawa, um, you know Colin Dagba, those type of players to Nuno Mendes, who if if you just watched the game and didn't know his age, you wouldn't know he's just 19 years old, you know. And and Hakimi, yeah, yeah, he him and Mbappe were connecting on that left side, and 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 I feel I felt bad for. Kind of a how you know 
those couple of instances where they they just closed in on on some of the shots and he was just struggling for life you know he was fighting out there uh but yeah man i i i i really enjoyed watching those fullbacks go to work love it and if danny carvajal is listening i don't feel bad for you um you were getting terrorized <laughs> all night and i hope the same thing happens in the return leg there are no yeah. friends here um, i can feel bad for you once the tie is over but well neymar um, neymar will will start the game so it's yeah yeah man. yeah listen i feel i feel uh exactly what both of you were saying in regards to fullbacks there definitely is a difference if you look at potch you know in his spurs days he's very reliant on wingbacks um i'm someone who is very into the tactical side of the game. So, you know, from that standpoint, I was able to look at like certain patterns of play that were just, they're unachievable if you don't have players like Hakimi, right? Where you allow Di Maria to kind of sink in more on his left a little bit and have Hakimi actually play as a, as a wing back. The one critique, if anything, with Nuno and big Nuno fan, and I'm also very cognizant of the fact that he's 18 or 19, right? Like the growth that he has in front of him is tremendous. He tries, I feel like, and I could be wrong, um, you know, and James and John can touch on this. I feel like he, you know, tries to one-on-one dribble too much sometimes instead of simple one-twos and overlapping runs, which I would like to see more. But again, I understand that that comes with time. He hasn't been here that long, right? His his relationship with some of the players is still relatively new. So that will come, but still very good game from him. Very proud of what he's added to the team. Um, so we'll see. Mr. Carter, man, the, the, the podium is yours. Talk to the people. I, if we did not score a goal in that match, yeah, I was prepared to say I'm fine because of the level of effort that was shown, yeah, the level of quality that was shown. Danilo Pereira, I don't know what time machine he's gone into. I don't know if it's just getting quality minutes and kind of settling into a side on a consistent basis, but it's been like night and day, man. Night and day. It's been like night and day. Ferrati, I am not quite sure how he was getting out of some of those situations. Just some of the the performance, the dribbling, the passing, the awareness. Of course, he's going to get his yellow card. You know he has to get his yellow card. But just showing the quality that we're looking for in that midfield player, in that box-to-box player, he was he was amazing. And the list goes on. I think having Di Maria out there, I think he's he's getting back into form. Um, I would have liked to, yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more from him. But I'll take what I can get. It's funny uh, talking about uh, the the messy penalty. I had no confidence that Messi was going to make that penalty. I don't know why. I just same the way the energy yeah. going into that penalty felt. It did, and this is weird. This is like some weird soccer stuff. But it did not feel like it was time for us to score. And that doesn't make any sense. But it just did not feel like I felt the same thing. I yeah. was like, he's not going to score. I know. Yeah. It, like it was very like energy wise, so very strange. Yeah. But Something was make, off. It didn't make it didn't feel like it was time and i i was actually surprised that we we got the mm. the call because we normally don't get many calls um but the fact that it was a clear pen and i was like oh wow that's that's new for us mm. but again that kind of speaks to 
the level and the quality that um, that we were showing. And we had the majority of the possession of play the whole match. Like, I don't I can't remember how many times Real Madrid was able to make it to their side of the pitch in the first half. Like, I don't remember. We completely dominated play, which based on how we generally play works into our detriment a lot of times because we're not really a possession team like that. Um, we really work well on counters and that kind of gets us caught up a little um, sometimes, but we just dominated possession of play. Um, everyone was was confident. You could see Marquinhos kind of just orchestrating on the pitch. You can see him throwing out signals, reading, screaming to the guys, hey, I got this, go up. Just beautiful. And I I don't I don't know what this team wants to be. But if they can perform at that level, they have a really great chance of going forward, uh, a really great chance of, of moving deep into this tournament because that looked like a team that came together. It's not a, a group of individuals. And I guess, all right, shout out to Potch because we were in the group chat and we're like, man, like we got to make something happen. I feel like Real is starting to gain momentum. And then what happens? Boom. In a massive injection of Neymar energy into the match, golden hair and all. And it was like what we needed at the time. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, for some reason, Neymar looked super healthy, which is crazy because he hasn't played in a while. That was surprising to me. And he came in and made an impact. That was amazing. And I don't know, man. Like this was this was very this was very satisfying. Nuno Mendez is on a different planet. Full stop. He's on a different planet. And Ty, I hear you about, you know, too much dribbling. I think because he's young, he's trying to make a play. And there was one point in the match where he was being marked by two defenders and just cut through them. He's physical uh, impact. He's so strong. He's 19. He's ridiculous. We didn't get the trademark Tezzy though yesterday. No, we didn't get the we didn't, back. Yeah, we didn't get. We didn't shreds. get that. He shreds. He's he's ridiculous, and Oof. I think uh, he he. I'm not sure if you guys have seen like that clip. There's one where like he just oh, dribbles and Militao, Militao just like yes. is just like on on roller skates. <laughs> yeah, that's where Mbappe caught it on his outside, and he tried to curl it yeah. into the upper right corner, but he couldn't get it off because Carvajal made like this absolutely insane sliding tackle at the edge of the box. Yeah. Which yeah. was, but yeah, I did see that Eddie, and yes, Nuno Mendes, he did put Militao on the floor though. I think that was the <laughs> that was the case for Militao all night. It's so funny. I know we're gonna yeah, talk about it. Well. Militao yeah. actually played well. Yeah, but it's it's funny his um his level of awareness because I know we're gonna talk about the Mbappe goal and all that. But as soon as Mbappe got past him, he knew the game was over. Like he's you saw his body language. He was frustrated. He didn't even wait for the goal to go in. As soon as that play happened, he was like, "Damn, that was it." Um, but that just speaks to the, the level of the impact that he can make. Funny enough, on the Real Madrid side, Tony Cruz didn't do so bad. He definitely scared me on the um, on the free kick because that left side of the pitch, that's his corner. He's deadly on that side. He's won a few games for the German side taking um, a free yeah. kick from that left side. So when he went to that left side, I'm like, I'm a little nervous. And it was a good kick. Um, but as the stats show... Uh, Real Madrid only had three shots, not even three shots on target, three zero, shots on target. Zero on target, yeah. Zero yeah. on target. Insane. 
Yeah, no, I, uh, I think we're all in the same, um, you know, same uh, string of thought. We're going to go to John now, but personally, I feel a little bit different. If we didn't score, I wouldn't have been okay. I, just because I think it would have, and we, talk about the, we were talking about this in the chat yesterday, right? It would have been more of the same, right? Like you're getting opportunities, but you're just not able to find the key to, to unlock it. And this was a game where you are so dominant. I feel like you have to take advantage. Mm. When you are this dominant, a team like Real Madrid, who it seems to be whether, you know, whether we believe they are the inferior team or not, they are capable of much better play. And I expect much better play when we go to Madrid. Oh, sure. And you don't want to go back over there with them thinking of, oh, it's impossible for us to play worse. We can only play better. They didn't take advantage. They didn't have the killer instinct. So now we're going to come back and, and finish it, right? So um, I would have been this narrative, I think, around this game, whether it's from us or the pundits, if it did end 0-0, there would have been praise. But I think there would have been a lot more anxiety right going into oh, yeah. why didn't we take take our chances but but overall listen a, a win's a win and, and we deserve the win and that that's what mattered right is we deserved it and we were able to get it at the end of the day so um john give us your piece yeah man y'all pretty much covered it dog like i i think the only other thing i can add is just pochettino man i think it's we have to give him his credit for this game because We've been we've been killing him all season, man. He's not doing this right. He's right. not doing this right. He got this spot got on. It right. it spot did. on. Spot on against against Ancelotti. And I think uh, what Ancelotti tried to do with Madrid was, you know, they're gonna play slow and you know control the tempo. They were overwhelmed. That's that that's what happened. Real Madrid thought they were just gonna play their tempo and dictate the game, but no, the the match was won in the midfield. Danilo, Paredes, and Verratti controlled the entire match. And, and as Guillaume pointed out, that, 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 that small tactic of putting Danilo on that right side to cover Hakimi so he can bomb forward completely changed, completely changed the, 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 the whole dynamic of the, the game. The team against, against Rennes, against like Danilo, is, yeah. has changed the team, and that's posh. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. Like he's, if he, he feels now that he can be Danilo. I mean, Danilo is a freaking Portuguese international. Look at the list of players in midfield for Portugal. They're no joke. They're European champion. They have a. I mean, they are an amazing team, and he's one of the pillars of the team. And he's been hired as a sentinel in League One. Where suddenly he, see, he sees those pit bull sprinters passing by him, and he lost confidence. He's not a fast. He's not super. So he's not a fast player. Now on the right, he has a little bit more time. He's not in charge of securing the central defense like he was. He has a little bit more time yeah. to think, to act to play his physicality on the impact, on the pressing. Mm-hmm. Now he's part of the pressing mm-hmm. also. Yeah. And boom, here's the truck. Here's the truck coming at you, the Danilo truck. Once, twice. You gain, And now it's a positive snowball effect on himself and on the team. So now Paredes, with this truck ahead of him, hitting, hitting the midfield, has a little bit more time also to play as a sentinel and yeah. connect to to Verratti, who connects to Messi. Yep. This is a midfield. 
<laughs> and, and when we have a midfield with the back line like we have and uh, and and the three up front look like we're trying we have to do an something amazing team an amazing team we yeah. have an amazing team right now yeah. next week i don't know right now we have <laughs> that's that's the point that's the point right next week we don't and that's the thing we don't know with this team it, it's been up and down and, and so inconsistent but if this is what we can get moving forward oh sign me up yeah, sign sign me up. But this is like I was I was saying before that game. I'm like, we need to finish our chances because Real Madrid can get back into this game. And what happened? Like you said, Pochettino brought on Neymar. He he took out uh, I forget who he took. I think Di Maria for Ghana A. And and yeah, and and solidified the midfield even more with the fresh with a fresher player. And, and we finished the game. And do y'all know Vinicius Jr. has been one of the hottest players? Vinicius in all Jr. Of- was playing last and- last night. <laughs> he played the game of football last Didn't night. Didn't hear a peep from him. <laughs> he was available on the pitch. And, and you know who? Hakeem and Danilo. Vinicius Jr. was on the pitch last night. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's Donna, Donna, Donna Ruma was too. Apparently, I've heard. Apparently, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would, I would argue, Kimpembe and Marquinhos were chilling most of the game because did it's you just... see the meme with Donna Ruma? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the meme with him. So he's playing uh, Scrabble. There's a table, but he has a chair. Hilarious. Yeah, another one. He's like lying on the top post with a beer. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. But yeah, man, that's 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 pretty much it, man. And I, I think everybody just covered it all. But in terms of what what Pochettino did with with the tactics against Ancelotti, I thought he he was spot on. It balanced the team out. We were able to see a fluid game from minute one to the end. We weren't scared. I didn't feel I didn't feel anxiety any part of the match. I, I was like, we got we got control of this match against the big team. Obviously, Benzema is is you know Benzema didn't look a hundred percent. Thank God. Uh, but if you get the ball, yeah, he, yeah, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if he was hundred percent anyway. That, they, that's they couldn't my connect point. Passes anyway, so that's my point. There was, was no, no there was no link up play between them because our midfield dominated the game. So yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to see the match, but I will also point out. This is what, how we've been playing in league. Uh, a lot of possession. We're dominating games, but we have to finish our chances. And that's why we have the superstar players, and that's why they they show up in big games. Yeah, I think the main difference, John, and you mentioned this yesterday when we were talking, you know, about the similarities between yesterday and, and league play. Yes, there there were similarities, but I think one glaring, you know, thing that was different is Real, and this could have been due to health, this could have been due to, you know, I've heard excuses, which some are fair, right, about Ancelotti has been running his team into the ground, there there has been no rotation since the start of the year, and they just, they didn't look, they didn't have that cutting edge on the counter, right, and that is also due to Poch, and I want to, you know, give Poch credit, because, right, that Poch, the opinion on Poch has been two-sided, and I think we have been critical of Poch, not because we don't think Poch is a good coach. There, my question has always been: Is is Poch the right coach for this team? Not can he coach? I know he can coach, but yesterday I do think he got it 100% right. I think he was perfect, and I see some folks that you know aren't giving him the credit, like oh, okay, you you won, but it's against an old beaten down Real Madrid team with a you know Benzema that's not 100%. Like, listen, you can't have it both ways, right? Yeah, they wouldn't have said that. If we exactly. Lost. If we lost, it was 
okay, Potts didn't have the, the opportunity to to win this game. They didn't play well. He couldn't, you know, get a result. So you you can't give me that, but then also create excuses about the quality of this win. Or when Potts draws in Liga or gets a win, you know what I mean? And then we play Real Madrid, who folks said that we were going to lose to, then make excuses. The bottom line is that yesterday he got it right. You can only beat the teams that are in front of you. And on February 15th, he got it right. He put on a tactical masterclass and Ancelotti got it wrong. And I think one of the biggest things was, you know, you guys have mentioned Paredes a few times. If you watch that game back, and I know, Guillaume, you mentioned that you watched it back today. Real Madrid tried to play in like a 4-5-1, like a mid-block. And essentially, because they had someone shadowing Messi and then they they kept that, you know, structure in the middle – there was no one to close down Paredes all game. He just had free time to just basically dime passes wherever he wanted to. If you watch that game back, I don't think Paredes has ever had a game in, P- in a PSG uniform where he's had so much free time on the ball to do whatever he wants. They basically said, okay, we're going to let someone shadow Messi and we're going to let Paredes do whatever he wants and see if he can create and, and provide link up and passes. And he did exactly that, right? He did well, exactly that. So. He has a choice between Verratti and Messi now, too, mm-hmm. for link-up. It's like, okay, I have the best player in history or the best midfielder in the world right now. It <laughs> it's like an amusement park. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Uh, Eddie and James, Eddie, I'll let you go first, man. Just give us your thoughts on on Poch, you know, his tactical setup, his performance. And, you know, did, did you expect this from Poch or was this something – new and you're surprised by what you saw um, i mean it's a oh go ahead Jane. did you want to no after you okay <laughs> uh now nah, it was it was something really surprising i mean I, heading into the match i was a little bit more confident than others because like you said and and as you mentioned uh ancelotti has been like running his team into the ground and i listened to the podcast uh that ed did with the uh, real madrid supporter where you pretty much didn't have any rotation. Uh, you know, you pretty much kind of predicted what type of starting 11 he was going to go with. So I think knowing that predictability from, from Ancelotti might have been an easier task for him to say, okay, how am I going to pick this team apart? I know he's probably going to go with this starting 11. Um, you know, there's no wild card. There's no, okay, he's going to throw me a, a changeup or a curveball. So I think just knowing or, you know, Ancelotti being predictable kind of made it easier for Potts to, to put together a game plan that can, you know, offset what he was going to, you know, he was going to face on, on Tuesday night. So, you know, like you guys have been saying, credit to him, you know, I'm, I'm you know, you you, you got to give him his flowers when, 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 when they're due. So just credit to him putting that, that performance together, uh, getting the starting 11 right, going with, you know, uh, Paredes, and you guys have been, singing the praises of Danilo, that guy, you know, I, I don't know if he's been saving the receipts uh, that everybody's been saying over the last couple of months, but, you know, Pochettino, whether it's faith, whether it's tactics, you know, he's he's paying off for him. Uh, and it just, it just goes to show, you know, he's a player's coach and, and you know, his players are going to play for him. And, and that's something oftentimes you don't see, you know, in the, in the tacticals and the stats, you know, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, th- that type of emotion, type of faith in, that either a player has in his manager or the manager has in his player. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I think once I saw that Pochettino was playing uh, Messi as the striker, 
I was like, oh, second game he's doing that. He's kind of figuring it out. And we've been very severe critics of Pochettino when he's been messing up. Like, why is he playing Messi on the wing? Why is he, you know, doing certain things that didn't make any sense? Or, you know, why is he subbing in uh, the the juniors, you know, in the 89th minute? There was just like weird things that Pochettino was doing um, over the course of his tenure at PSG to where it was leaving a lot of room for questions. But I think going into the match, uh, when he was interviewing with reporters and they asked, well, you know, what's going on? How are you feeling about the match? He said, we've prepared. You know, we got a game plan and we're going to be OK. We got some ideas. And that was interesting because I'm like, oh, you have ideas. OK, let's see. And lo and behold, those ideas ended up working. And so all of that being said, if Pochettino is at this juncture in his tenure at PSG, where he is starting to figure out not only how to get the best out of players, but how to make the best tactical decisions and manage the game as it flows. I think this sport is one of the few sports that relies a lot on energy. I know, I know we talked earlier about you can just feel that Messi was going to miss the pen. That's kind of the energy that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And when Pochettino made that substitution to Bring in Neymar, sub out Di Maria. Yeah, sub out Di Maria because Di Maria was having an okay game. Uh, give Danilo some rest and bring in uh, Idrissa Gay. Those are the tactical decisions that you need to see in your manager in order to know that they have the best interest of the team at heart and they're feeling how the game is kind of playing out. And so when you see things taking place like that, a lot of us are armchair critics. As soon as I would say, hey, or Ty, I think you said it, man, we got to get Neymar in. Two minutes later, he was in. Like, those are the things that you need to see because that lets you know, okay, this manager is seeing the same things that I'm seeing. They have the mentality. They have the best interests of the players at heart, and they're feeling the game out as they kind of go along. I do think that it took Pochettino a long time to get to this point, which is why things are in the state that they are as it pertains to his future at the PSG. Uh, But I'm glad that he finally got there and he got there at a time when it mattered most. I think going into this this match, I was very concerned about the absence of Neymar. Um, And obviously Neymar has been kind of on a on a goal drought, but just his creativity and the necessity for you to plan for him when he's in. I, I think that can be that can be understated. And I was very worried until like 15 minutes into the match when we were just dominating on our half of the pitch. And I'm like, oh, this is different. So it's definitely kudos to him. I I'm excited. I don't think that I saw anything in this match that could not be repeated. And I think that's the good thing. I think tactically overall, the the passing, the defending, the rotations, the spacing are all things that can be repeated. I don't think that we, like, you know, there was, like, that one match that we had a long time ago when Kurzawa scored a hat trick. Like, it's nothing weird like that, right? These are all things that can be repeated. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, props (laughs) props to Poch, man. You got it right. And uh, hats off. So to all the supporters of the podcast who think all we do is doom and gloom, like, this is the happy podcast. See, we we can give it up when people do the right thing. Happiness is distributed when it's warranted. 
happiness and excitement is distributed when it's warranted. But yeah, yesterday just felt like a Neymar game, didn't it? I mean, the the, the domination, like the dominant possession, the, the playing, pressing, man. yeah, the pressing, pressing the, was incredible. Playing in their half, you know, kind of camped out. Um, it just felt like a Neymar game, and that you know. I thought Neymar, honestly, I thought he almost scored on that little, like, dink over Courtois when he, like, went to the bottom. That was crazy. Yeah, I kind of, I also thought Mbappe was going to, like, be there to, like, to basically head it in. But all in all, man, you know, kudos to Posh. You, you can tell, if I, if I may, Mbappe's energy when Neymar is nearby? It's different. Because they're a little higher. Like, yeah. You could, you could tell, you could tell. And is that, is that the factor that he kept, you know, his energy went even higher and he scored at the 93rd um, because of Neymar? Eh, we're, ne we're talking voodoo now, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. mental and energy level is a big factor in football. And yeah. you can tell Mbappe is happy when Neymar is around. And yeah, I'm happy that, when Neymar is around. I, who's <laughs> not? Well, a lot yeah, of people are. are not, but it's <laughs> I am. And I think, you know, going back to Poch and speaking about Neymar, you know, the, the other side of the, the Neymar equation was Di Maria. And yes, I know that Di Maria didn't look great yesterday. He yeah. um, probably should have scored on that beautiful move that Mbappe made when Incredible. he when he laid it like that low cross right to his left foot. Um, and nine times out of ten, you're expecting Di Maria to at least put that on target. Um, he, he had an off night, but in his defense, what I would say is that with Di Maria starting and Neymar, Neymar not starting, Di Maria does track back. He does give you that defensive element, right? And yeah, you right. saw him track back and, and you know, kind of roll his sleeves up and, and do the dirty work. Who knows if we would have gotten that um, when if Neymar started. What I will say, though, also with Neymar is when he came in, he was tracking back as well. And I did see him and Mbappe tracking back and, you know, leaving Leo up front to um, to kind of start those those breakoff attacks. So all in all, good stuff. You know, transitioning to away from Poch and, and back to the, the field of play. Um, moments, man, you know, a, a player of moments. We, you know, we've all briefly touched on him, but just want to give everyone a chance to just speak on Mbappe, man. And I think the kid was relentless. From the minute the game started, attack, attack, attack. Doesn't matter if the shot got blocked, if the ball gets taken off him, if you know he lays it off somebody else and they don't put it on target. The entire game, the kid was direct. He was relentless, aggressive. Um, whether we want to say that that's because you know he was, you know, showing off in front of you know potential future club or or he was just up for the moment the lights were on and, and he was he was tuned in classic a classic performance once again from Killian man and he, he continues to do them he keeps adding nights like these you know on, on European nights to his catalog we saw it last year multiple times Bayern Munich Barcelona you, you get another one that he adds that people will probably talk about you know, for a long time and remember one thing about Killian. So just want to, you know, give everyone an opportunity to kind of sing his praises a little bit. James, we'll start with you. Just what was your take on, on his night overall? I, um, it's funny because all, all my friends know that I am a, a huge PSG fan. And when Mbappe scored that goal, my phone just started like vibrating off the table. Mm -hmm. um, and you could see, the reactions on Twitter, 
it was literally just streams of jumbled words just flying across the timeline. Those are the moments that make this sport one of the best sports to to watch, to play, to be a part of, mm-hmm. because you just you just don't know when that magical moment is coming. And just the the ability to make something like that happen, it's like you can't plan for it. You know, it's either you have it or you don't. And I think I even I, I enjoyed watching it. But I enjoyed watching Thierry Henry watch it (laughs) like that's different level kind of stuff. You're watching a legend watch you do what you do. There's no words to describe that. Michael Richards, he loves Killian, though. He loves him. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those moments that kind of. That that's the stuff that they make a statue of you and put it in the front of the stadium, you know. Like that, those are the kinds of moments, and it damn near happened, you know, twice. Like Neymar almost had one of those moments when he came into the match, like the the goal that he almost scored um, on on that right side. Shout outs to Courtois for like standing tall because we had a lot of shots, um, but the one that really put the nail in the coffin was was Mbappe. And funny enough, this is his second. Um, at the death uh, goal that he scored in like the last two weeks, like he's he's in a different zone right now, and kudos to him, man. He deserves it. This guy puts the work in. Uh, I rarely see him frazzled or kind of carrying over emotions or energy uh, from match to match, whether we win or lose. He's he's in that Ronaldo camp of just being a just sentinel, just a terminating destroying human being like that was a ronaldo type goal like i'm gonna break your heart i don't care about your feelings like i'm yeah. the best like that was a ronaldo player, yeah. He's a player. oh man it's, it's devastating and just to see the team rally around him um you know even when messi came over you could just feel the energy between the two of them like messi's looking at him like not bad man not bad at all uh, that's just one of those beautiful moments of the of the match and of the game that uh, you're glad that you were there when the, something like that happened. But we know we know he's gonna. We, we're not surprised. We we can praise him. I mean, for me, if you score a goal in in the World Cup final, as as a forward, right. there's no bigger stage. There's no bigger moment. Yeah, yeah, there's harder games. Yeah, winning the Champions League technically is harder than winning the World Cup. Blah, 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 blah. No, the pressure. There's uh, 3.8 billion people. I mean, it's insane. He's yeah. 19. He scored from out of the box, outside the box. Who who else did that? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pelé. 40 years ago. Who else? Uh, that's about it, man. Okay, so if you do this, you know, well, okay. He's a, like you said, he's a, he's a moments player. And only the greatest players are moments players. Zidane was. Yeah. Zidane did yeah. insane things. Insane things. Like is Panenka on a World Cup final against Italy. Like what? Um, like moments like this, and only the greatest players do it. 
Mbappé does it. We, it feels good to get to, to be like to expect it to feel to. It's the norm with this kid. I gotta put this. Uh, I gotta put that goal up there with the uh, with the Ronaldo bicycle um, against against uh, Juventus. Yeah, yeah. I gotta put it up there. It's, 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 it's too high. I got. I'm putting it up there because of the like disrespect. Like I don't care. I'm the best. This mm. is my moment. Excuse me. Yeah. Not the like difficulty of it, but just yeah. give me the ball. Move. I don't mm. care who you are. I'm going through you. Cir- circum cir- circumstantial, right? Like Real Madrid is who he's linked to. So yeah, in that in in that instance, I agree with you, JC, on that one. But yeah, I I mean, what what else is there to say about killing Mbappe? I think in regards to to that goal and in, in that moment, it's like if we look at everything that's happened this year with the arrival of Messi and, and Neymar and and the pressure and the Real Madrid rumors, you know who's been consistent all year for us this year? It's been killing Mbappe. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been he the way he's handled the transfer rumors is shuffle. It's it's like the kid is young, but he acts like he's like very he's very mature for his age. And I go back to I remember uh, in the heat of the Real Madrid rumors uh, over the summer, he did an interview with L'Equipe and they were asking him, like, do you watch Liga and games? He was like, yeah, I watch every game. Yeah. And I st- like, he's a student of the game. And that's the part of him that I appreciate. Like he studies the game and I'm seeing a lot of killer mentality, a lot of Kobe in the in the playoffs against the Utah Jazz, I'm seeing a lot of killer instincts. Like uh, yep. like you said, move, get out my way. Like that that stuff can't be taught. That stuff that stuff you're yeah. you're born with, man. Like and he's a special player. And like I don't even think him going to Madrid is in his head right now. Like he's playing to play the game. He's playing with a sense of freedom right now. And you can see it. it, it it's very it's very uh, transparent on the pit. So I think you know. After the game, I said, yeah, I think it's safe to say, like, we can start saying he's on form currently the best player in the world. You know, that's my opinion. I'm going based off of the moment, the skill, his value in all of Europe. If you if you mix all that up, man, like I know Salah's having a great season. I know Lewandowski's having a great season. Killing Mbappe though, he's the one. Once Neymar and the, the Messi's and the Ronaldo retire, he's the one. He's gonna be the one. It's it's inevitable. And the fact that he's not scared of that is is so impressive, man. He's having As, a Ballon d'Or, a Ballon yeah, d'Or ba- type yeah. of season. That was a Ballon d'Or moment. That's a yeah. Ballon d'Or moment. But now, now imagine if Neymar can close the gap a bit till the end good, of the season. Good for us. Oh. <laughs> That'd be good for us. Neymar, yeah, if yeah Neymar good for us, man. <laughs> If Neymar can get close to, which he may not, right? I mean, every year we got to remember these guys, they, they do get older, you know, every injury. If Neymar can close the gap a little bit and get back to the way he was playing the year that we went to the final two years ago and can get close to there, we can become very, very scary, right? And and I think we all feel the same way. We're very happy with yesterday, but at the end of the day, when it comes to PSG, it's about consistency. Yeah. Right? It's, it's about can we consistently win or lose, right? Even if, and James mentioned it earlier, he would have been okay. If we go to Madrid and we play the same way and for whatever reason lose, yes, we'll be upset. But if we can get that performance and, and 
you know, leave or walk out of that game with our heads held high, I think we'll be happy. We won't be happy in that moment because we're PSG and we expect more. We expect to go further, but that's what I want to see, right? I don't want to see this, and which would be very PSG-like, is to play this way yesterday and then go and lose in the league or draw in the yep. league with a, with a shambolic or like, you know, below par performance. Exactly. And it's like in any sport, right? You play up to the competition that you play, but you also play down. Um, the only reason, James, why I said I don't have it that high, listen, as a PSG fan, I'm talking my shit, right? I'm, I'm, I'm telling Real Madrid fans that Mbappe just single-handedly destroyed their back line. But when I, when I really watched the, the clip, it was an amazing goal absolutely awful defending it's terrible defending from Militao and Carvajal I mean when you have three in the box Mbappe should have never been able to split them 100%. like percent he only did one step over it wasn't like he did you know any drag back or anything crazy they literally parted the Red Sea for him they literally parted the Red Sea you know my thought process is he didn't have anyone really to pass to they should have just forced him to the byline and I think that's kind of what Vasquez tried to do when he moved, but Militao just didn't move and just created a scene. And and Bobby was off to the races. So Valverde actually uh, touched the ball. He yeah, did. He got it slightly, which which didn't help Courtois. So a little bit of luck. Hey guys, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm good. That's it. My uh, my you know I'm about to turn into a pumpkin, and uh, I gotta go. <laughs> Thank you. Catch you later. Thanks, awesome. Thanks, Thanks, guys. You guys Thanks, take care. Game. Okay. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye. But um, game had to step away. Um, we also lost Eddie just due to to work obligations. So we are back to the the original three. But listen, I think you know we'll kind of just do a quick preview for for the second leg. And um, I guess John, one thing I'll ask you, and we we had talked about it briefly before, is do you feel like the pragmatic approach from Ancelotti and from Real Madrid was a factor of the removal of the away goal rule? Or do you think that they just had a bad night? Or do you expect, you know, teams that go away to play a little bit more compact, a little bit more conservative, because they know if they can just get a favorable result going home, they're in a good place, right? And they're not chasing the goal as they may have in the past. Or was this strictly down to PSG just dominated them at, didn't matter even if they're what their game plan was to to attack we just suffocated them and choked them out and they just couldn't do anything yeah no i think i think it was it came down to um we we overwhelmed them that's honestly that's what i think because if you watch i've been watching uh real madrid over the last couple of matches the way they played yesterday this is how they've been playing as of late it's they're gonna sit back counterattack that that's what Ancelotti wants to do with this guy Vinny on this wing Asensio here and Benzema you know he's lights out and that's what they're going to do possession possession they'll sit back if you have the ball if they have to and counterattack so I don't think that uh this was by any means them going off script again I think that Ancelotti expected just to have the ball and play very possession boom 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 nah that not with Danilo right there not with that pitbull Paredes right there like in Verratti just all over the pitch I think we overwhelmed them with our pace and with our intensity and we just uh, over overwhelmed them again we, we just overpower them in every aspect and um so it, it's going to be a different game at the Bernabeu obviously just because of 
environment and what's on the line and PSG having those demons of, you know, we've been up for nil and we know how that went. So it's going to be a different game from that aspect. Uh, but I, I don't think the away goal rule really matters. I, I heard in the, in the, after the match today, Van Dyke, they, they were interviewing him and they asked him about that. He was like, yeah, it, it, it really doesn't make a difference in, in, in the way we're playing. And, you know, a clean sheet is a clean sheet. We want to keep a clean sheet every match. And, and and from that aspect, it's just like win the win both games. That that's what it comes down to. And and I mentioned this before. What I like about them taking away the away goal rule is you can't sit there and, and play scared no more. You can't play one game one way in the first leg just so you can set it up to play a certain way in the second leg. No, you gotta play. You gotta play the game. And that's what happened with Real Madrid. They thought they can just control the game, and then, boom, we punched them in their mouth, and they didn't know how to take it the rest of the match. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be unique, and Casemiro's not going to be there, bro. That is a big, big, big miss for them, big advantage for us. And that, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting in that, in that second leg for sure. I think, you know, Casemiro is a, big, is a big miss, but they do have some options, maybe not as obviously, you know, prolific as Casemiro, but I think the bigger miss is Ferlin Mendy. I mean, Ferlin Mendy is their yeah, you know, yeah. young star defensive fullback. He, you know, does add to the attack, but he's more known for his defensive prowess. And with Ferlin Mendy not able to play, oh, you know who's in. Oh, you know, you know who's <laughs> touching pitch. You know who's touching grass. Bring, <laughs> bring out, listen, bring out the eulogy. I heard Marcelo is crazy. Don't do my, don't do my guy Marcelo like that, man. Don't do the legend like that. (laughs) I've I've seen Marcelo recently. Yeah, against yeah, he's food. Yeah, he's. Can you imagine? I'm at the candlelight vigil right now. (laughs) Can you imagine Hakimi or Mbappe or Nuno Mendes attack after attack on Marcelo? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, he can play Vasquez there because that's who they put in yesterday, and and Killian split him and Militao. So either way, anybody there is food, and anybody there is not going to be Ferlon Mendy. So it's that's that is a, a big loss. Yeah, that's a big loss. Yeah, that's. I mean, with, go ahead. With any of the, with any of these games, you have to, and I think we said this a really long time ago. You have to decide what you're going to give up, like. There's there's no match where you are going to be strong in all positions. Um, so you have to make a choice on what you are going to to give up. So you if you have to reinforce that left back side, you might be giving up something up front, which may free Messi up a little bit more. Um, if you have to reinforce that midfield because Casemiro is not there. So now you got to get a little bit more creative. Maybe you put in Kamavinga, see what he can do. Um you may be giving up something somewhere else. And so we, we still don't know what's going on with Benzema. You know, um, very curious to see what's happening there. He'll be ready in three weeks. Yeah. He'll be ready. Um, but, you know, you give up something no matter where you are on the pitch. And it's just a matter of what's going to feed into your strategic game plan. Uh, but you can't be perfect everywhere. Unfortunately, <laughs> They are not perfect in places where we are a little bit better, but I would not count Marcelo out. He's not 
a world-class legend for no reason. You know, it's one of those things where as you get older as a player, you may not be able to run as fast, but you can get a little bit more crafty in how you, you, you defend and position yourself. So wouldn't necessarily count him out, um, but it'll definitely be a, um, a very interesting, a very interesting return leg. No, he's getting terrorized, bro. <laughs> Don't play him. Don't play him. And oh, they, I'm not, not going to count him out. I'm telling you. They, they, may, they may play him. They're, the reason that Marcelo makes, may make sense is probably because, and this is why that, that one goal does benefit us tremendously, is that we can go to the Bernabeu with the same lineup, right? And we can play to our strengths because now Real Madrid has to come out and they have to chase Exactly. They have to chase the game. They need that attacking threat, which Marcelo does give you. You know, he is crafty. He is creative. He may not, you know, have the the pace that he used to have, but they're going to have to push up, which in turn, unlike they did what they did yesterday, playing in that mid-block, really sitting back and absorbing pressure, Killian, Hakimi, Neymar, who I'm assuming will probably start. He'll have three weeks to get a couple matches under his belt. He'll be ready to go. That space in behind is going to be there. So, okay. We're gonna let you attack, and then we're gonna hit you on the counter, and right. we're gonna ping, we're gonna ping balls over the top to Mbappe, which will be will be very interesting. So, yeah, it's exciting, man. Um, we're in a good place. I think yesterday was nearly perfect. You know, one or two more goals, and I would have called I would have called it you know a truly perfect night. I do think that there are areas to improve, and, and personally, I hope that for Poch, I hope that this is something that he can build on. I hope that he can you know, take this into league play and, you know, build on this. I hope that this team can get some continuity, can get some consistency going, get Neymar some consistent minutes under his belt. And listen, I think in three weeks you go to the Bernabeu and I think it's an opportunity for you to, okay, we, we've had a shaky start to the season, but I think it's an opportunity for PSG to go to the Bernabeu and, and really make a statement and, you know, put another dominant performance together and show people a side that they haven't seen this season, right? And and let people know that, hey, listen, like, things haven't been perfect, but don't forget who we are. Don't forget who we are. Don't forget the firepower we have. And on any given day, we can get that ass, right? Yeah. And, and, and this is an opportunity to do that. Um, you know, if they can go there and get a two-goal win, three-goal win, whatever it is, um, I would be very, very happy. And that's also people are going to be watching, right? And that's going to strike fear into whoever we play next, whether it's, you know, a Liverpool or a Bayern Munich or a Man United, Atletico Madrid, whoever it is, you know, they're going to, okay, wow, things are starting to click over there in Paris. Things are starting to click. You know, this isn't a team that, you know, is, can just be easily gotten at. And if, if we can get that consistent defensive effort from, you know, the wings as well and get some form of tracking back, it's, even more so will change the opinion of, of PSG, you know, at the end of the day. So um, I'll let you guys, John, I'll start with you, just your closing remarks and what you're expecting, you know, from PSG coming up in three weeks, what you want to see maybe leading up to to that game. And, you know, do you expect a, another dominant performance or or do you expect Real Madrid to to make it a better game and, and maybe even, you know, make this tie interesting? Yeah, I, I think that what, what needs to happen in these next – few weeks is Pochettino to find his starting 11. That's what needs to happen. He needs to find his starting 11. I think you have a good core and a base. Obviously, you know, you know, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, right? And Verratti. I can say my dog Danilo 
got have been locked them up a spot at this point, but we'll see. So I think that that Paredes position, Ghana Gay can can be there as well. So these next couple of matches, I think he's gonna let different players play to see who deserves to be that 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 Spartan that starting spot so that he can have his main eleven to move forward with. And and also you gotta think about that we're getting healthy at the right time, right? Neymar is coming back and knock on wood, Verati's been healthy thus far and not, nobody else is really you know, pop him up with any injuries, but you know, anything can happen. And Sergio Ramos, I think that whether <laughs> Sergio, Ram- Sergio Ramos, whether or not he will be 100%, I think there's going to be pressure, some type of pressure from Poch to feel like he needs to play him against Real Madrid. And I hope that he doesn't fall into whatever like mental game that that would be in terms of like don't don't mess up what's what's been working to try to implement uh Sergio Ramos just so he can play at the Bernabeu in Madrid and all that all that stuff so I, I think that what needs to happen in these next few weeks is to solidify this team like that was a good performance but like I said we need to see this again consistently so find you your starting 11 and build on that and and we got a good gap in the league man you can rotate players, bring in the Chavis and the Eddie, uh, the, the 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 Michus, and 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 you know get let let those guys get some game time. But your core players that you're going to be playing in these big matches that need to be solidified now. Um, and in, in terms of Real Madrid, I I think we're going to see the same tactic in terms of how they want to play because Ancelotti is a old st- stubborn goat. He's a legend. Don Carlos a legend. But that also comes with some stubbornness there in terms of the tactics and how he wants to play. I just think the only difference is going to be the environment that is the Bernabeu. It's a legendary stadium and there's pressure. There's going to be more pressure on Killian. There's going to be pressure on the whole squad to actually finish this job. And, uh, you know, we're looking at the field today, man. Liverpool didn't look convincing until like what the, the 60th or 70th minute. Bayern didn't look convincing. City playing chumps as as per usual, so we can't really judge them yet. Uh, so them boys you know, them they, boys different. Them boys I don't know, man. We say this every year about City. We say this every. And, and Pep said this in the interview yesterday. He was like, "We was Listen, in the final." We like, learned like, last year, though. We learned last year. Like they they, they are different, right? And just like basketball, know. right? It's a game of matchups, right? Some things just match up better, right? And listen, yeah. it's an open race, right? And I I will never. If PSG played the play yesterday, I'll never go into a match and say, oh, I'm scared or I'm nervous. Because, again, on any given day, PSG can get that S, yeah. right? So you, you just never know. Um, I do expect, if I go to James, I do expect a different Real Madrid just in terms of being a little bit more expansive. One, because he can't play that counterattack because he needs to chase the game. So he, he has to play more on the front foot. And I don't know how true this is. But I did hear today that apparently uh, Perez was furious with Ancelotti about the tactics and why they played so defensive, because apparently that's not the Real Madrid way. They're supposed to play attractive attacking football. So I think, one, the obvious nature of needing to go and win a game, um, plus the pressure coming from the higher ups and and the fans about needing to go. I think Ancelotti is just going to say, hey, listen, like those PSG is going to need to weather a storm, I think, in the first 20 minutes, 25, I think, which is natural, right? They're going to have, they're going to be amped up on energy. Yeah. They're going to be behind their crowd. But 
PSG should know what to expect. But the good news is that you have players like Messi, Neymar, um, Di Maria. These are individuals who have played at the Bernabeu. They played in La Liga. They know what to expect, right? Mbappe's been there before. I think he's going to be up for it. So if PSG cannot let them get into that groove and, and not let there be any cause for hope, then I think PSG are, are in good hands. But they have to they have to show up. Right. They have to show up. So what do you think, James? Talk to me about just, you know, what you expect in the coming weeks from PSG, what you'd like to see, you know, from Poch and the team. Um, and then just what you expect from Real Madrid in that second leg. For sure, man. So we got um, we're going to have a very physical game coming up on Saturday against Knott's. It's going to be very physical. This is what it is with Knott's. Um, Would you rest players in that game? Um, Would you give Killian a rest? Perhaps, perhaps, or maybe play him in the first half and take him off. I'm can't not. put that fire out, man. Yeah, well, that's why I said play him for the first half because he's hot. But Nas is aggressive, so I'm trying to avoid injury here in saying that. I would definitely rest everyone. I'll play Saint Antienne. Like I'll play them myself. Like at the bottom <laughs> of the table, like. Oof. <laughs> we'll be all right, you know. If we don't play them, I'm getting like mental images when uh, when Danny Alves played goalie. Yeah, me. I just see you. It's just me. Goalie, I, like, I got this, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just me. I'll be out there, and then we and then we face Nice, which is you know in the top five. Of, we need smoke. We need smoke with them. Yeah. So we we need to. Be, that's the tune-up match. Um, two words for the upcoming matches: stay healthy. Let's go. Stay right. healthy. Right. So that being said, moving into what to expect from Real Madrid, I think you both hit it on the head. Um, the, the interesting thing about Real Madrid, specifically at home, is that you have to play the full 90. Yeah. Period. You have to play the full 90. And I think it may be a match where I can see them scoring a goal, but we are going to have to be very disciplined and wait for those chances and opportunities to come because it may not be as free-flowing and fluid of a game and we may not have as much possession we're probably going to have to wait for the opportunities to arise and then make sure that we're closed now which is a little nervy because we struggle to finish our chances in the last match we have three matches to get it right figure things out and get ready for real madrid so we'll see what happens but again you're gonna have to play the full 90 you're gonna have to wait for your chances and in these matches coming up before Real Madrid, stay healthy. Yeah, I, I think we're we're all on the same page. I would like to see three matches. Um, I would like to see at least two of those matches for Neymar, Mbappe, and uh, Messi to get a full ninety together. Like we still haven't, you know, we still don't have that many games of them three under our belt yet right and um we the three of them need to work right for us to to be successful um you know Di Maria obviously as an option off the bench as well interesting to see if you know Pach will go all in on those three or you know if Icardi will get any minutes I think that you know you need to find a way to keep him at least fresh uh-huh. because there there are going to be matches where you know a true striker is is going to be beneficial shout out to my man chupo by the way i saw him i saw him playing today 
getting burned somehow finesse his way into that into that team over there but <laughs> um yeah so that we have the depth a lot of options but happy Neymar's back man happy Neymar's back man it was it, it was good to see him he looks sharp for someone that hasn't hasn't played in a while um from reports you know he worked his ass off to get back and to be ready for that game uh, very similar to when he came back last time from injury, which we talked about in the last pod, which John addressed from the documentary. There were reports coming out that he was like killing himself and working super hard during this recovery stage. So he's he's tuned in, you know, he's tuned in. And yeah, man, and in three weeks we, we go again, you know. So, again, the key, I think we're, we all said is, is stay healthy. That, that's what we want to see. Yeah, I, I think I think they're all tuned in, man. Honestly, I think they're all they know what's at stake. Right. Like this is like, how long do we have Messi at, at, at this level? Right. Like at, at this level of, you know, in, in, in his career, how long do we have Mbappe? We don't know how long we have Neymar. So they all have a have an understanding like it's now or never. That's from the players. That's from the board. That's from the expectations from the fans. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel, bro, if I'm not expecting us to win the Champions League this year, but I'm still going to be pissed if we don't because we've been waiting for this. And I, I think that these players understand what's at stake. And that's what I have. Com- that's what I have the confidence in, because they understand the level. They have all been here before. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's do or die time. man. And so if anybody's not locked in. Like, we don't need him. And I, what I loved about yesterday, after the match, every player, like, in their little Instagram post was like, job not done. That's the, that's the energy. That's the mentality. Like, so I'm yeah. glad that they're not looking, you know, they're not, you know, screaming and, and getting all excited just for winning one leg of a of a two-leg tie. And, you know, so that that's promising. But I honestly think that I would like to think that they are super in tune to what's at stake and what they need to do for themselves, for their legacies and their careers and for PSG. Interesting for you guys, uh, James, I'll go to James first. What we saw yesterday, right? If we see a long string of these performances, we go to Real Madrid, put together a performance get to the quarters when I personally will be upset if we at minimum don't make it to a semifinal. I feel like the last couple of years, like that is where PSG, we should be expected to be making semifinals. I don't know if we can win it. I don't know if we have the team to win it, but I do believe, and obviously a lot of this has to do with the draw, right? And, and the side of the bracket that you're on. Um, and I feel like after last year, you know, we hopefully get a favorable bracket, but if PSG does put a very convincing string together, things turn around. Do you guys see any way that, the narrative with Poch wanting to leave turns around, or do you feel like his relationship with Leonardo is too frayed that he just doesn't want to be here? And even more so, today came out, you know, could be just the Spanish media, that after yesterday, Florentino has made it known that if Ancelotti doesn't get past PSG, his job is on the line, and Pochettino is now their number one target if Ancelotti was to leave. I do believe that in the past, Poch said that, that was like his dream job, right? That or yeah. Man U. So do you see yeah. a, a case where Poch is here next season? Or do you feel like this is his final run and no matter what the end result is? James? Man, this is politics as usual. Like this is a game within a game. I think that 
it, it, I think that this chapter is closed no matter what. And I, and I, it would take us winning Champions League for Poch to stay because I don't think that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't see Poch staying around just based on the backroom business that's been happening and all the rumblings that have been going on there. And if Poch were to win, I could see a, a narrative where Poch says, I'm going to take some time away from the game as a way to kind of step down and save face because Leonardo couldn't fire him after winning a Champions League. Leonardo would look crazy. But then again, there's rumors of Leonardo's job being on the line. Yeah, I was going to say, he might not yeah. be. <laughs> there's a lot of nastiness going on behind the scenes that we could have a whole podcast about in and of itself. Oh, I, But I I think this, this summer is going to be one of the craziest summer transfer windows that we've seen since maybe Neymar coming to PSG. Like, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be people flying all over the place. Managers, sporting directors, players. It's going to be nuts. So I can't say with full confidence, but from the seat that I'm sitting in right now, it's Pochettino's not going to be here. And that is a decision that has already been made regardless of where we stand in the Champions League. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all on the same page. I just wanted to ask, you know, just because yesterday looked good. Uh, some people would be like, oh, here they go. So I'm not saying that he should be. I'm just saying hypothetically, if, if these performances were to continue and, you know, we kind of have to turn that corner, but time will tell. So, so we'll see. All right, fellas. Well, um, as always there, you know, there are a couple topics that we, we didn't touch on, but we will, uh, we'll have another pod obviously in the coming days. Um, once we get a chance to play this weekend, but you know, a pleasure to have some new friends here. Always good hearing from Eddie. Always amazing hearing from Guillaume. We'll definitely make sure to get him on more often. And uh, as always, man, you know, always a pleasure kicking it with you two. Hope everyone's safe. Hope everyone enjoys the pod, enjoys the game. Uh, take this win and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Stay safe. Peace out. Peace out.